0: Hey, what's going on? Uh, it's Bosco, and I'm joined here today with, uh, we got, we got Zach over here. Yeah, hi. What's we got, uh, we got the, the one, the only <laughs> Gaizuri Puzo Vagelis. <laughs>
1: Hello, guys. Happy to join today.
0: Yeah. And, alright, so we're, uh, we're here today talking about, a great movie, Gem of the 90s.
2: American Psycho.
0: Yeah. So, um, released in 2000
2: actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. The movie was... and the movie itself takes place in the 80s.
0: Oh, I thought Oh, I guess I'm just fucking wrong then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, the 90s or 2000s pretty close to the 90s. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I
0: don't know, whatever. I don't know shit anyways. So, stars
2: uh, uh, Christian Bale.
0: One of my favorite actors.
2: Uh, directed by uh, Mary Harron. And it's based on a novel that was released in 1991.
0: By Brett Easton Ellis.
2: A novel of the same name. Yeah. Also uh, starring uh, Jared Leto. That's
0: cool. <laughs> <laughs> marry me. Barry. me. <laughs> fuck, fuck Jared Leto. <laughs>
2: What's wrong with Jared Leto? You don't think you have a good performance he's, he's, in this one? He's just,
0: you know, it's just when you know someone's a fucking cock in real life, it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to separate it from the, when you see him online. Like, now what I know he is, like, you know, he thinks like he's this cult leader now with the fucking, the fan suit of his band. I'm just like, come on now.
2: Well, maybe he's the American psycho
0: in maybe. real life. <laughs> so, uh, so I don't know, Zach, why don't you uh, start it off
2: Alright, um, well, I, l- I love this film. I would, uh, consider it as, uh, one of my favorites. Um, the movie itself is, uh, very dark and, um, is very nihilistic in a lot of ways. So, if you've never seen it, the film centers on, uh, Christian Bale's character, Patrick Bateman, who is a, what you would call a yuppie, uh... And if you don't know, yuppie means young urban professional. Was oh, it? I didn't even know yeah. that. It oh, means okay. young urban professional, a uh, slang coined in the um, '80s uh, to refer to the young. M- mostly men coming out of business schools Ivy League business schools that like took over Manhattan usually through banking and buy, Wall Street. Sell, um, buy. <laughs> our former president Donald Trump is considered probably the most famous person to come out well, of the yuppie scene. Well, like I said means. also you
0: could also use like the word like socialite, you know what I mean like mm-hmm. be like going out Well, to- part
2: of, part of yuppie culture I think is being a socialite.
0: Yeah, and well like you know, you know and it's 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 pretty obvious when you see this movie but Something we just caught on right away is that the whole, the whole, the whole movie is about stat. Like, I mean, not the whole movie, but part of it's about like status, right? And the restaurants and you know places they go are basically just you know, oh, you know, the famous card scene. I mean, you know, what I mean, it's all about, it's all about like. Showing, like, sh- like trying to impress somebody, but you're basically just trying to, y- they, they're all like just carbon copies of each other, basically. They're all like kind of racist. <laughs> they're, are all like, they're all, they all don't have a fucking, you know, like all Patrick Bateman and his, uh, and, you know, co workers and stuff. They all kind of have the same point of view, really, kind of, except Patrick Bateman's like the one who's like, he, I think he's depressed.
2: I mean, I don't know if I would say depressed. I don't think depressed is a right word to describe this character, Patrick Bateman. I think if you think to one of the early opening scenes, him in his uh, apartment, um, and he goes over his whole routine, he, you know, has a very rigorous routine that centers around... Uh, maintaining his body, either through exercise.
0: Exfoliating, exfoliating uh, not, no alcohol.
2: Exfoliating <laughs> it, 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 gels in the shower and facial cleansers and green tea masks and whatnot. But as he's going through all this, he, he tells you, he says, there is an idea of the person I want to be. There is this facade I maintain. The character who i play every day the mask i put on in order to fit in and 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 maintain my place in society but deep down i'm empty i'm actually a shell and he says i simply am not there as he pulls off that mask you know very yeah. kind of like you know not so subtle uh you know um symbolism there as he pulls off the skin mask and um reveals, you know, I mean, it doesn't reveal like his. it's still the same face, but um, when you take a lot of this, you know, Patrick Bateman is a, a very empty person. Um, so oh, yeah. I don't know if I would say depressed. He's just more like empty, empty hollow, yeah, a shell. Hollow. And
0: he's, yeah, he's almost just like kind of just like an automaton mm-hmm. kind of in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like going through the motions. He's mm-hmm. just like, you know, yeah like you say he's just trying to conform he's trying to be the guy
2: uh, exactly like it's it, like he tells his fiance in the car um, you guys remember there's two Donald Trump references I mentioned Donald Trump being he, he there's two Donald Trump references in this film um but anyways uh, um, in in the scene where he's first in the car, with his fiance, she's talking about a wedding and getting married and blah blah blah. He's completely zoned out. He doesn't care. He's listening to music.
0: Yeah. And, first off, how rude! How and, rude! And, I mean, you're in the same cab with her, and you just you just you're listening to your own music. I mean, I,
2: I mean, she says he's like I, he says we can't have this wedding because I can't take the time off work. And she's like, why don't you quit? And she he turns to her and he's like, because I want to fit in and i feel like that is very um that message carries on throughout the entire movie like his right. whole the facade the mask he wears is constructed in a way that he feels like he can best be accepted and fit in to this kind of bleak dreary s- social class social p- right. place he lives well, in well
0: well like you know the like one of the things i <clears throat> I I just kind of was thinking about like in the beginning when you see his, you know, social circle and all that is that you just kind of see that there's not like a lot of substance. Like whatever they're talking about, it's just like, you know, they're talking about, you know, politics or whatever because they want to show off that, you know, they've they read the paper or, you know, they want to it's all it's all about just like. Like, bitter, like, small little jabs at each other to try to work up this, like, corporate ladder, but they're all basically at the same level.
2: Well, his friends are the ones that make the anti-Semitic remarks oh, yeah. in that early opening scene at the restaurant. Yeah, and, and Patrick and, argues with yeah. him because... And it, he snaps back at him, telling him,
0: but then cool it
2: with the anti-Semitic remarks. <laughs>
0: yeah, but he was, like, he was only doing that because he's, a, like I said, he's a lib. <laughs> I
2: mean look without getting in the neoliberal politics um i don't necessarily i mean he is definitely he's living in reagan uh ushered in neoliberalism or or carter actually but reagan really brought forward the full strength right. of neoliberalism but i think the and, and at a future dinner when they like bring up massacres in sri lanka and whatnot like patrick brushes that off and then goes on to kind of go on like a I wouldn't call it neoliberal, but he goes on like a, almost a, a weirdly like performative liberal rant about oh, yeah, like yeah. how we have to better society and, and we have to
0: feed people, yeah, they're hungry, and, you and- know,
2: and a lot of it, I think <laughs> it, it plays into this facade, the characters, the part of the mask. You know having this awareness social awareness it's, it's like early right. political an early version of woke. political correctness. being woke or, yeah being <laughs> woke you know that he tries to put forward that he believes will make him look like he's well read well educated and you know in touch you know but really it's all meaningless to him you know none yeah. of it it's all an act it's all
0: performance. right because he's like this is just the kind of mindset i have to have if i live in this if i live in this like cultural subgroup you know first before we like kind of like just like kind of pick through the plot Mm -hmm. and like go through it i just think first off we should talk about like you know the ending of the movie pretty much you know is like it gives you this it leaves you off being like is this real or is this not real right we got we got to discuss that first before okay so, you know, I think there are, I was trying to like keep in my mind think about when are the times where he's truly genuine? Like when are the times where I feel like this is the real him? And I honestly think it's the the moments where I think he does like the little snaps that he does like all the times in public where he's like, "Oh, I'll fucking snap your neck off. You're you're ugly." like, you're a fucking bitch, you know what I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, all that shit, and he's, like, I, I think, like, he is actually doing that, but I think the whole, the whole movie is just, like, no matter what crazy shit he does or say, like, everyone just kind of just, like, doesn't really respond or, or react to it, it's, like, it's almost just, like, they're kind of just, like, dismissive of anything that's just not what's accepted in their their little, you know, their little group.
2: Yeah, well, I, I agree that's an interesting recurring... Um uh, motif in this film is occasionally patrick bateman will have like admissions of like what's going on in his head whether it's early in the film when he's talking to the bartender and she won't take the tickets he has and she turns around the, whatever uh, finalize the payment and he's like you're an ugly bitch i want to stab you and play with your guts you <laughs> yeah. know and then yeah. other times like when he tells his friends at another dinner that like um i gotta commit mass murder you know, on at, the large level know, he occasionally he'll admit it like out yeah. loud yeah. and like people don't seem to notice and either it's because it's just what's going on in his head and it's presented as him saying it out loud either that or there's like a greater metaphor for how perhaps the world at large um society might sh- might turn oh, away from these kind society of bomb. these kind like we choose to turn a blind eye to it you know we choose to like not believe that this is happening or believe that this is what's going on in people's heads and they you know you voice it out loud and people are just like okay whatever and they act like they didn't hear it they don't acknowledge it you know what what he's doing i think is trying to voice what's going on inside of him and it's right. not being heard by anyone yeah. around him which i think furthers his and of spiral. course
0: of, of course i gotta say we don't agree with his method his methods of, of dealing with that it's social anxiety it's you know he's a he's a fucking murderer now why would we agree with that yeah we wouldn't <laughs> um being a serial killer bad hot bad take. hot take <laughs> Um, so, uh, so one of the things I wanted to bring up was like Dorse Dorsia, right? Cause Dorsia, mm-hmm. the restaurant, it's this restaurant that gets brought up. It doesn't matter. Many
2: but- restaurants are named. Almost every restaurant they go to is either named, not Nautically. outright, but it'll, it'll say the name of the restaurant, either somewhere on a menu or on a sign. Or um, they'll mention the, it's all branding. The, they'll mention the restaurants in in some way. So almost every place that they visit name dropped. Name yeah. drop. it's all about. I don't name know if drops. they're real places that are actually in Manhattan, but every, almost everywhere they go is named.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so so Dorcia is basically like like it represents like the pinnacle of like. Societal status in this little group, right? And that's
2: the ultimate goal. The
0: yuppie goal is to, to get, get
2: reservations at Dorsey. right? And <laughs> and
0: the beginning of the movie, which I honestly think is the thing that set him off, is when he called and he tried to get a res. But like, I mean, like, let's be honest. All right, the guy called midday trying to get a <laughs> trying to get a reservation <laughs> at a packed restaurant. What'd you think? You the think, guy he, just starts laughing to him on the phone. Yeah, he just laughs him off, and I think. You know, that has to do with, like, the greater part of the movie that, you know, everyone, you know, seems to not recognize Patrick Bateman. They don't even know who he is. And they just go like, oh, yeah, he's a dork or he's a, you know, because he's probably kind of an introvert or, you know, and just kind of, you know.
2: Well, like, if you notice in the one of the earlier, like, again, I think the idea with the restaurants is it, it's all relates back to status. Having a reservation at Dorsia puts you at the top of this social ladder that they live in. And right. even when they go into an early one, he he goes in and he's like, I'm nervous because I'm worried we're not going to have a good table. But relief washes over me when I see that it, it is a good table. I don't remember the exact wording, how he put it. But like, it's all about getting a good table, a good reservation at the best restaurants in order to assert some type of social um, class dominance in some way in this. Yeah, like this... I believe this society Patrick lives in is um completely devoid. Here, I um I mean I don't know if you wanted to continue discussing that. I do that actually line. I do I do Go actually.
0: Um Well I think it kinda leads into the, the card scene. The with the with the business cards, you know, probably yeah. probably the best scene in the movie. Let's be the honest. The most iconic. The most iconic. Other than maybe the the. Uh, you like Huey Lewis? Other than that yeah. scene, yeah. Um, but the, the scene I think it just shows like. You know, uh, Pat Patrick, he he wants to like stand out in some way. He wants to like, eh, you know, like. Be different than these people. He wants to be like, he wants to think like he's different than them, right? Because he's, you know, he's like, you know, he's. I disagree. I don't think he wants to be different. No, sorry. I think he
2: wants to, to fit. He says it explicitly. Well, yeah,
0: you're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Not, that's not what it's I was trying It's about the pleasures not, of conformity. Yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> right. It is about the... That's not what I was actually <laughs> meaning to say. What I was meaning to say is... Cut here. Uh, <laughs> um, was that... You know... It's all about just like... But even though... The, yeah, he's trying to conform. It's all about jockeying and who gets the biggest reaction. Right? That's what I was trying to say. Is that... You know, it's all about, like, get it garnering the, the biggest clout from the group think, right? It's all about, you know, which one's going to make everyone go, nice. Yeah. Oh, but LeRay's lettering. Yeah, it's bone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. If we're going to discuss the business card scene, I, I love that scene. You know, because literally, uh, I think a part of what plays into Patrick Bateman's anxiety, although he doesn't notice it, I don't think, is how much everybody's alike and well i mean that's kind of what he wants but if you notice there in the business card scene you know you watch it as a viewer and it's like all the cards look the same to you but when, right. when they show them they're like see that's, that's a bone or that's eggshell that's pale nimbus and referring to they're different all shades of white <laughs> like, you know or all just, different uh,
0: flares uh, of mayo. <laughs> uh, a
2: little bit difference in the font you know and they like lay it all out you know and it's just about choosing these like little subtle differences to try and you know conform but be to the Highest level of of conformity in some way to like to conform to like the standard business card and it, what's funny is also they all say vice president on it they they all the all the cards say the exact yeah vice same president
0: thing. is must be a meaningless position they, it really the, all,
2: all, all the cards say the exact same thing except the name on the card you know right which you know is. Aside all the point, happy little cogs. <laughs> happy little cogs. But it's just about like the reaching this pinnacle at the top of this chain of conformity and 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 you know alignment in in all having the having the similar look, having the similar status, but like trying to be at the top of this conglomerate. Of of everything being the same and trying to reach some pinnacle in that, and I well, guess that's where where Patrick's frustrations are. Is you know, some v- Van Patten prefers uh prefers the other card, you know, yeah. someone else's card to his, and then when he finally sees Paul Allen's card, which apparently is the best one, even though it, it looks again exactly like exactly the, exact the same. same, and then that's he drops, it and that's where he's like, oh. Paul Allen I I have to be Paul allen and yeah. earlier in that scene Paul Allen comes in and talks to him and and he was, and he res- mistakes him for someone else. Patrick doesn't correct him, which I find very interesting. Throughout the film, Patrick will be mistaken for other people. Right. He doesn't necessarily cor- correct the people he's talking to until the end when he's well, talking with the I have lawyer. A, I have
0: a theory about that. I, yeah. th- I think it's, I think it's because he's like it does. He re- he's like self aware and he realizes he's like it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even matter. They're all the same. We, yeah, they're all we're the all same. Clones. Yeah, we're all the same. We're all you know and. Uh I I, I. It's just, I think groupthink too is like, because like, this movie is about anxieties and stresses of conforming into like a business mm. environment like that, like being a Wall Street guy, you know, Wall Street VP where there's fucking 10 VPs, I don't understand. <laughs> Everyone's Show a vice your, president at this investment firm. You're a vice president. It's a meaningless the, title. The, it's the, again, the vice president
2: of to, to connect to this idea of meaninglessness and nihilism yeah. that's throughout the film, Yeah. it's a, they're all meaningless titles, like right. none of it the, the vice president doesn't mean anything. It's just well, something they hand out just to make you, I guess, feel a little better yeah, <laughs> about so, your position in the company.
0: So I want to still say on the same subject of, sure. of uh, like, status, because, like I said, this is, like, one of the biggest themes in the movie, is that, you know... um How women are viewed in this movie because women in this movie are all uh, there. It's like, okay, you have to have your your, your steady and then your mistress, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's but like, even that in in and of itself is like, oh, it's like, oh, well, he's sleeping with her, and like, you know, oh man, yeah, she's like, she's real hot. And you know, even even before, I mean, these guys don't have like the best view on women, they're like, there's no woman with a good personality.
2: (laughs) Well, one interesting. uh thing i took note of um in regards to women in this film is it feels like all the women kind of look the same they're all majority of them blonde and uh white and very similar looking but
0: think think about the one that he's think about the one that he's drawn to which is the guy the 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 guy lewis's um uh girl do you think
2: that's the one he's into
0: yeah because i think
2: the girl he's into the most is the uh his assistant,
0: maybe, maybe they all look
2: the same, though, <laughs> yeah. right?
0: Maybe because he sees like a little bit of the same, like lo- lo- he she he shares the same sentiment of being lost in this world, kind of with with his assistant. I think maybe. because he was gonna straight up murder her. I mean, he was holding the fucking nail gun right to the back of her head. But no, I think that one because you know, I think it's it's a it's a weird. You know, like that being his miss the, like I said, Lewis's uh, fiance, because she is like it, the thing that he mentions a lot is that you know she's just basically doped up all the time, right? And I mean, like h- how much with these fucking these affluent white communities where there's like you know kids like that who like they li- they just live in New York and they just they get high and they get you know their parents' money, you know? What I mean, like. Uh, I think I think it shows like a like a like a depression of like living in that, like I said, that subgroup, you know, the socialite, you know, it's it's vapid. it's there's nothing of substance, you know, so of course there's they're gonna be fucking high.
2: Yeah, I think um drugs and alcohol play a very subtle role in this film, but it is they do they are present in when he takes his mistress. To what he claims to her is Dorsia, but is it is a different restaurant. It's shown on the menu. Yeah. It's not Dorsia. She's doped up on whatever she said, lithium or valium or something Xanax. like that. Xanax. Something like that. Um, when he takes Paul Allen back to his place, and Paul Allen's completely aware that he's basically in a kill room. Paul Allen's wasted. Right. When he has the prostitutes in his apartment a later scene, he... Puts what looks like Molly into their drinks. They do the cocaine in the bathroom. Mm. Like the drugs have a have a very subtle. Like it's almost like it's so subtle it's that a, like, it's like yeah, nobody takes note of it. Again, it's like him making his statements about murder. Nobody is objecting to it. Nobody's, you know, condemning it. It's, like, subtly just there. And even towards the end, he's taking a lot of pills. He takes you know, pills when he's on the phone. The
0: more and more I'm thinking about this, this movie is a real nihilistic movie when you think yeah. about it. Like, it really, it really is. Like, the more I'm, I'm just thinking about it, it's like, yeah, they're they're just, like, you know, I'm not saying, you know, this is the case for all people, but they're doing drugs because, like, they're just so bored. Like, the thing I noticed is that whenever they go to all these different places, like, as a group, it's like, it's not like they're having a great time. It's like, it's almost like they're, like, bothered to be there, but they want to be out. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's weird. It's like... It's
2: it's what, it's all meaningless. What it is, is it's what is expected of them in that world. It's like what you do to fit in and none of it has any true meaning behind it doing the drugs or doing whatever it's not like doing drugs in real life has a whole lot of meaning either but yeah i think it it plays a role in this emptiness of this world that patrick bateman and that that he exists in you know just the the nonchalantness in taking drugs right. and the casualness of it well i
0: i think we can both agree the guy's a sociopath right because yeah. he feels cause he, like you said he feels no feelings other than what was it it was greed and um, he says greed
2: and disgust those yeah, are the yeah. only two things he can feel Right. Go on. real quick I will um, connect to connect the idea of the meaninglessness and the nihilism back to Go for it. women again um, like I said all the women kind of look the same and play a very similar like deer in the headlights role almost and they all seem there just to be like almost pieces for for the men in this film. In fact, in so many of the scenes, it's like the way Patrick directs women, like every scene, whether he's out at dinner and he tells them what to order. It's all about control. Yeah, he tells them what to order. It's like they're not even a people. It's like they're more just like tools, props. They're props there in this meaningless world. How he directs the prostitutes, how to have sex, how he orders food for them, how he tells his assistant how to dress. It's like they're, they're not even humans. Yeah to him in this world they're more just set pieces in this empty void of existence that he lives in
0: no just sorry i was just thinking about when you mentioned the ordering for them where he's like he's like order this i read in the times that it's a delight. <laughs> it's a playful little dish. It's a play- playful little dish, you know what I mean? Like, he's a fucking... He is a dork, you know, what everyone always says about him. He is kind of a dork, because if you were around a person like that, he's just like, you should have this. It's a tasty little dish. I read in the time, you'd be like, hey, go fuck yourself, <laughs> <laughs> fucking dildo.
1: Anyway, so... Um, so, uh, yeah, Van, do you got any thoughts? Um, well... Yeah, well, I guess since we're on the topic of, of like the women in the role, oh, like, this is where Van jumps in. <laughs> now this is where he feels passionate. No, no, I was Go for say, it. Yeah, they they are they are like you know like you said like they're they're like props or, or objects, and it kind of almost makes you think like that he just uh, he he has no value for them, and it's almost like they're just. Yeah, they're just a tool in his in his belt. Like, there's nothing, nothing really behind them. <laughs>
0: right, right. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, it, it, it's it. What, what do you th- doesn't mean
2: anything to pa- to Patrick? Like, nobody's lives really means anything.
0: What what do, you, what do you What do you What do you think about like the whole the Okay, this is something I was thinking about. What do you think about like the whole thing of him like going to get the the street? You know, the girl walking the street and then being like okay we're in a you know we're in a relationship your name is your name is Brittany and you're gonna go in there we met at Yale
2: <laughs> <laughs> he went to Harvard Business School what, actually whatever he said well when, when oh William yeah, Defoe, right, yeah, yeah. the detective interviews him and he brings up Yale he's like you know that whole Yale thing like he kind of looks oh, down s- on skull Yale skull and bones <laughs> yeah. well, it, it, he's it, probably a closeted it's, homosexual it's status thing again because he went to Harvard Business School and right. even though you know to everybody in the world, you look at Yale and you're like, "Oh my god, Yale!" But like to him, as a status thing, he looks down on Yale. and He's like, yeah, you know that whole Yale thing." And you know the Yale thing, and the, the, cops like, like, the cop's like, "What, like, what are you <laughs> fucking
0: talking about, dude? I'm just a guy." <laughs> um. So, I I think um, you know I, let's see what what else I got here. Um,
2: I have a question that sure, I would sure. that I would like to pose. Go um, for it. In regards to the greater theme of this film of emptiness and nothingness um so this is kind of a nature versus nurture question um is patrick empty because the world around him is empty or is it because we're viewing this through patrick's perspective does he himself because he's empty does he make the world around him empty
0: No, I I think I. The world itself is empty, society is empty, and that
2: he is empty because of the world he lives in. It's not who he is. I think. That makes everything
0: empty. I mean. I when when people always bring up the nature versus n- nurture argument I always I always opt for it's always a little both right Of course right but I think in this case I would say more so he's empty be- because of the world he, he lives in because like when I was I was paying attention to like the interactions between the people the people all in this group and I was just like it, it, it's just so vapid You know what I mean there's mm-hmm. like it, it's just it's so it's like it's mundane but it's like it's like cocky cocksure maybe um you know what i mean it's um like a culture yeah it's like
1: a culture of just like one-upping while like one-upping each other in, in various aspects of yeah but really they're they're not they're not progressing and they're not really doing anything for their their character like yeah they they're,
0: yeah they're just they're just uh, you know they're just living they're just you know they're it, they're all the well, same really
2: Pat- patrick even says that at the end he says after he has his big confession and everything where where he 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 says it at the end where he's like this confession means nothing to me i feel no catharsis no relief all of this has meant nothing to me you know he's no growth he says i've learned nothing i've grown i've no i've gained no further insight of myself
0: right because well, this whole movie is about like a, a, i think it's an inward journey you know what i mean like of course like like what i was saying to you at the end is like you know this movie's all about like it's it's about him like rejecting society but in like the worst possible way you know being a like you know a murderer and you know Again, what?
2: I'll disagree. I don't think he's rejecting society. I think he really, really wants to fit into society.
0: Right. But in a, but in a way, like, okay, he wants to conform, but obviously, like, he's not conforming by murdering because, you mm-hmm. know, it's, but, you know, the weird, the one thing where I will agree with you, though, is like with the scene with the la- lady after he goes back to the apartment and then she looks at him and she like, so that almost gives credence to the, it is real. Right, or mm-hmm. maybe you know he did some weird fucked up shit in the apartment. Maybe he didn't murder, but you know. If yeah,
2: I mean because the question can be asked: How much of this is in Patrick's head? Are these just fantasies he's having as a way of coping and and dealing with um, this idea? I, I wrote down this one thing, and he he mentions Ted Bundy uh, um a couple times in the film. And there's a Ted Bundy quote, I believe... And
0: Ed Gein, he he brought up, too. Yeah,
2: well, in more regards with Ted Bundy, he brings up the serial killers. I heard this on last podcast on the left. Um, Ted Bundy said something along the lines of, the condition of the modern American is to be invisible. And I Mm, feel like that's something that Patrick is dealing with throughout this movie, that he, I think, feels invisible and feels unnoticed in fact like you know how people constantly call him the wrong name and this and that and part of me wants to say that a lot of this is either some type of hallucination or just like mental masturbation as a way to cope and escape from this feeling of like being invisible in this society that he lives with being a meaningless person And that these murder fantasies these psycho fantasies is just there as a way to make him feel like he can stand out you know feel like he's being noticed in some way or or having some effect on the world you know he i think also you know he's without purpose you know and you know he's the world is kind of blind to him or at least he conforms so much that he blends in to a point where he's he's you know unnoticeable
0: right and you know and it's like it's almost it's almost like weirdly you never see him like them do actually any work
2: you <laughs> no, never yeah. see
0: him do any work ever like i mean he does a crossword
2: puzzle at one point oh yeah where he just writes
0: like bones bones meat <laughs> meat <laughs> and he does a lot of doodling he does he- he- let me tell you man he does a lot of doodling yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, Like, on par is- with, like, that... Go on, go on.
1: I was gonna say, he also watches a lot of porn, so... He's, yeah, yeah. He's- <laughs> I just thought it was interesting when he recorded, when he was with the two, you know, the two women. Yeah. And it was like, he was creating his own stardom, <laughs> but he's also... Oh, oh, you yeah, mean I guess the- in his own mind he's a star, but he's well, still- the whole
0: weirdly the whole time during that scene he was like looking at himself in the mirror yeah, and like yeah. I love I just love I love the when he points out to himself in the mirror and he's like, "Yeah, I'm looking at you, kid." Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know there was definitely a little like uh egomania going on there. Yeah, for sure. It was almost like he was like pleasuring himself to the image of him being what he wants to be
0: yeah yeah well
1: he's massively
2: self-absorbed and i actually i i i'm glad you brought that up van because i think um a big thing that that his interaction with sex shows is that he's very detached he watches porn casually like it's background noise yeah him, the porn he was you know yeah. and it, even while he's having sex he's not focused on the sex itself he's focused on himself. He's very detached and just so self-absorbed that like even, you know, an experience like sex is something that he takes no pleasure in. That it's it's again it's nothingness to him. Right. And it's more just he's desensitized and detached from the world around him. The only thing he cares about is himself. When he when he puts on the Whitney Houston song for for the prostitutes, he mentions something at the end where he's like You know, she's talking about how we can't ever share experiences with others. The only one we can empathize with is ourselves. You know, we have to focus on ourselves and empathize with ourselves. You know, I think that's him kind of trying to reach out for anything in this void he lives in. And the only thing, nothing concerns him. He's detached from others, detached from experiences, desensitized to it all. And the only thing that he has is just what's barely, what he's barely clinging on to inside of him which is the psycho but you know the self-absorbed psycho but
0: so since you brought up music Mm -hmm. i think i think we need to talk about like the music because music's like very important first off Mm -hmm. love huey lewis in the news Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay so i answered his question do you like huey lewis in the news Yes, very much so. Paul
2: Allen just shrugs.
0: Yeah, he just shrugs. He's like, "I don't care." <laughs> um, but I think it's the point of it is like all the artists like, you know, that he's like listening to like Robert Palmer, The Police, Walking Phil Collins, on yeah, uh Walking on Sunshine. It's all it's all like music that you you I if, I think if you were an alien, you would just be like, "Oh, I think this is what people like right now." You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's all very likable music, right? It's all very you know, mass appeal type, you know, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying like, it's, it's a lot of very like pop, pop somewhat music, you know,
2: interestingly enough, I, the music is an interesting, uh,
0: but it speaks to him. It speaks. Yeah. To him.
2: It is one of the few things in, in the world that he is somewhat in touch with and somewhat connected with, like out of all the things that he's detached from. Like, music is the one thing he finds at least some type of relation with. Wait, and wait, wait. kind of can absorb himself in. What
0: is it that he says when he's listening to Huey Lewis and Zach? It's like, it's about the stresses of... Uh, or, no, about the enjoying of being uh, conforming, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hip to be square. I mean, the song's called Hip to, hip be, hip square. to be Square. square, You yeah. know, yeah, it's about the pleasures of conformity. I think that what the music does for him is it helps him in a weird way remain detached because he can listen to the music and apply his own nihilistic and detached and perverted interpretation right. of it and kind of lose himself in the music you know he's talking right. with his fiance he doesn't listen he's got his headphones and he goes into the office he's not paying any attention to anything walking on sunshine's blasting in a way it kind of it's his the one thing he allows himself to become absorbed in in you know in this world of nothingness nothingness that he lives in the music is the one thing that he al- can allow himself to 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 become uh fixated on and and absorbed right. into and that's why like you know anytime he plays a song for somebody he has like some long winding interpretation of it you know obviously it's something that he connects with
0: right but like you know weirdly enough is uh you know he does like he does like you say like warp the meaning and the lyrics of the song to like you know kind of you know i don't want to say just fit his interpretation right um but weirdly enough i think the time where he's the most honest about it is when he's talking to the detective and uh uh, he's like when he pulls out you know he's like oh I just got this Huey Lewis you listen to it and he's like no I don't like singers he mm-hmm. said that and I'm like I think that's like it's kind of like you know I, I think it's just like he likes the music as a thing he doesn't like the you know, you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. he doesn't like music as a as an art? As an art, he just likes it as like kind of a thing to fill the void. Yeah. Right. It's just like something to fill the hmm. to fill the void. It's yeah. something to just other than just nothingness. It's kind of like the drugs too. Yeah, exactly. It's just something other or than the nothingness. Sex, the yeah, porn.
1: Exactly. <laughs> it's all just filling yeah. the void. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yeah. hollowness. So
2: the shell that yeah. is Bateman and the society that he lives in.
0: So I don't know, like I I think I think, you know, talking about all this, I think. It's kind. Of, it's not. You know. I think the f- like feeling like, you know, uh kind of lost in like society, like that. I think that's very relatable. You know, like mm-hmm. as far as like kind of just like the feeling Patrick Bateman has as far as like, you know, like just being like, you know, it's just it's all it's all nothing. You mm-hmm. know, I can I can I can, you know I can relate with that. You know, sometimes. You just feel like you're going through the motions, and you know, yeah.
2: And your work, and the people around you—be it friends or or girlfriends or any anything like that—is just it's just there to help you fit in. And, right. and and the only thing that you can find in in a world that presents nothing to you is is essentially just just. A, a a rat race, I guess to use a cliche right. played out term, but I think this term arose in the 80s when this film takes place right. in, the, in the Reagan era of just like, you know, you know, maintain arbitrary social circles, you know, make money, and, you know, exist, basically. <laughs> just, <laughs> exist. just exist. Yeah. And, you know, never let that mask slip. You know, that's, a, I think, you know, his main goal... And how he presents himself to the outside world is like, don't let that mask fall down. Like, always, always be there, you know, present, trying to climb that social ladder, right. you know, but.
0: I mean, but there's a there's a lot of people in life like that who just you know they just they wanted they just want to fit in you mm-hmm. know and I feel like I feel like yeah there's a there is an external pressure to just fit in you know I mean like my and, like, and
2: work would be a big thing for that yeah like, totally you know, maintaining and, a good job having a good income getting
0: married yeah you know doing you're, all you starting to sound like the beginning of train spotting <laughs> <laughs> <You laughs> but, well, but but you know it's like it's like you know just extrapolating my own life it's like. It's like when, you know, I, I work for, I work for, you know, the, st- the county. Um, and my dad, you know, he's always constantly being like, oh, you know, why don't you just get like a job at like FedEx? And I'm just like, why just FedEx? way that's more respectable that's just fitting in more you know if he just had a you know you know i'm saying like that's to him what he views as just something to just fit in more because what i'm doing is not which i don't see it that way but you know i mean there's there is like kind of like an external pressure to just kind of fit in Mm -hmm. you know
2: i agree yeah too and i think yeah i think patrick bateman exists in this world that he You know, he, those external forces tell him that, hey, what you need to do in order to be successful is maintain this good job, have a steady girlfriend, and side pieces, get married, you know, be successful in your line of work. And, and I feel like, you know, that's what he believes he has to do in order to climb the social ladder and be successful is to play by these rules right. but that these rules have made him a nobody like everybody else around him right. that you know playing by these rules and you know being perpetually in the middle management the vice president position um, makes you a a ghost in, in, in the world you live in and right. you know you make
0: no impact meaningful impact on the world
2: I mean, until you become the psycho killer. Yeah, yeah. And that's what he does in that's order what he does, to break yeah. through that's what he, this yeah. this chain, these chains. That, mm-hmm. that constrict you and, and pressure you into living a certain way, but also make you hollow and a, a replica of, of everybody and all the lives around that's, you. That's
0: interesting you view it as change. I I'd agree with that. You know, it's, it's almost weird that, like, just going with the flow and conforming in a way where, you know, you're at, it, like, if that's what you honestly want to do, fine. But I think. A lot of times I think there's people who lie to themselves and say that's what they want is they want to just, you know, just, you know, do the things that everyone says that you should do, you know, get a good job, have, you know, get married. What's Ex- that,
2: Exist comfortably, basically. Exactly. You play by the rules and your main goals is to be successful in your work and in the social, on your so- respective social ladder. You become you become a clone and therefore invisible. Right. So is the implication in this film the only way to break through that is to become a psycho? <sighs> to be to to release yourself from the hollowness and the emptiness of modern life is the only way to do that is to give in to your most primal urges and become the psycho. Is that the way to break these chains?
0: Uh, I'm i don't think i don't think i mean no. anyway, i mean I, I think for him i think it's i think it's for, i mean this is
2: obviously a the movie's a very extreme metaphor for yeah that. i'm not yes. saying go out and become a psycho killer yeah, yeah, in order yeah. to stand right. out but from it's the it's, it's and-
0: more yeah, I, I just think about those upper crusty groups of folks and i'm just like yeah you know fuck a oh, fuck
1: all you <laughs> well that's how patrick bateman feels yeah I I really did like the symbolism I noticed with the when he's on the phone and there's like a door behind him at the restaurant that says this is not an exit and it's it's kind of almost like the theme of like where he's where he's at like he thinks this might kind of be his exit of his life by becoming this psycho but in a way he's he's only just I don't know like he's only really changed his own outlook uh, of what like. He's pretty still stuck, but now he's like, look what I've become, and he's and, even deeper yeah. in the hole. Yeah, 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 it's just, yeah, It's just messed it up more, and yeah, there's no Yeah,
0: problem. I mean, the, the his lawyer after you know Pat Patrick has to keep on reassuring him that he did actually do it. The lawyer kept on laughing him off, and until well, until that, he, until he turns and he goes like, I'm not liking this conversation anymore. I
2: I think that's interesting what you brought up, Van. I think that. Through his actions of being the psycho, he thought maybe that was a way to escape. This right. is the escape he's looking for. And then at the end, none of it's acknowledged, whether it's returning to Paul Allen's house and the realtor's like, no, nothing happened here. Please leave now. Please leave. And, and she kind of like, it's almost like she knows what happened there. But then there's like, it's like, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Move on. And then he goes to the lawyer and he's just looking for a way to be like, I don't know, he wants to get caught at the end. He wants to use this, these killings as a way to break out of it. He goes to the lawyer. The lawyer thinks it's a joke. He thinks he's somebody else. He thinks it's a joke. Right. The lawyer laughs him off. And even as he's there begging him, pleading, he's, I'm Patrick Bateman, I'm not Davis, and I'm serious. And the guy's just like, this isn't funny. And then he walks away. And, then, like, and that's when he goes and sits down, and like Van said that's when the sign behind him says, this is not an exit. I think, yeah, he was looking for an escape out of this void he lives in. And no matter what he did, even doing the most extreme stuff, if we say that it is real and not a hallucination, didn't break him out of it. It's not the exit he looks for. And then at the end, he sits there, you know and they ask him about whether reagan ha- ha- is hiding this uh as he you know tells about the iran right. contra oh, yeah. is he hiding the psycho and they turn to oh, him i don't remember you know expecting him to have his political meanderings as he did earlier and he's just like whatever and then and then it goes out on his ending monologue where he says this confession means nothing i've learned nothing right And everything's meaningless is essentially what his what his ending monologue is and there's no exit for him he's going to continue
0: to right. exist
2: in that void right. that he's that, born into or exist in
0: no you know the one thing that I, I i that stuck out to me out of all the things he said was inside doesn't matter inside yeah. doesn't matter it mm-hmm. doesn't matter who you are on inside. you know what i mean it doesn't mm-hmm. matter that he's not you know he's not Davis or Markstrom or you know what Paul Allen, or and he what. was
2: happy to accept all those yeah. monikers yeah he
0: didn't even second guess it you know he and didn't
2: correct anybody on
0: any of that no no he didn't because I think I think intuitively he knows that he's like he's a nobody you know and I I can I can relate with feeling like a nobody I feel like a nobody sometimes
2: is there an exit.
0: <laughs> that's why we're here <laughs> um so yeah let's uh let's go into our final thoughts okay all right I'll uh, I'll go first um or van actually since you're the guest, why don't you go first?
1: I guess overall like I really like I really like the story and the Christian bill was on point the whole always the whole time and As I always. really like the director's camera work like his transitions and I I'd say personally I'd give it a I'd give it a nine that's solid towards a nine and a
0: half like okay nation yeah, damn near damn near perfect all right zach you want to go
1: um all right um
2: well um this is one of my favorite films mm-hmm. so perhaps i'm a little biased um but i i i love um the ideas of of the void that he lives in that i have spoken about um i think it's a very nihilistic film and i I myself find myself to have many nihilistic tendencies in how I view the world, and a lot of things. Um, Funny enough, like you know, there's a lot of jokes online and whatnot about quote-unquote society films. You know, a recent one. Society. Yeah, a recent one being like the Joker. You know, but you know, there's a lot of you know, quote unquote, society films. I think this one stands above a lot of them. Oh, definitely. Um, The only one that maybe you could compare to is something like Taxi Driver. Um, but I, I think that I like this movie because it, it, it represents the shallowness and the hollowness of modern life and uh, how you may. you know, struggle at your work, struggle at your job, play by the rules, but not really get anywhere and remain unsatisfied. And how you might fight for, to, or, or try your best, wear your mask. You wear, everybody wears their mask. I, I like that idea in this film of wearing the mask in order not to reveal the true self in order to fit in. Um, how, you know, we become detached from everyday experiences. Um, you know everything from sex to you know our friends and and the people around us and um you know i i took down an interesting quote that he that he says with the the detective and i think that it's it kind of sums up i think how patrick feels oh, say, about Adam. about the world and you know when the when the detective was like so you think paul allen just disappeared he says sometimes the earth just Opens up and swallows people. Damn. And I think that that is a uh, quote that I think summarizes what I believe to be the main theme of this film: is that society, the world, culture, the country we live in, it it swallows, it makes you invisible, and sometimes it just swallows up and you just disappear. And you're we're all nobodies at the end of the day. And you know we all m- might have these inner. Urges and whatnot, and we keep our masks on in order to hide them. And uh, sometimes those masks slip, but then, you know, we carry on somehow. But yeah, anyways, and yeah, anyways. Um, I, I I love the the nihilistic themes of this film. Um, I like the the hollowness of it, and um, it's one of my favorite films in regards to you know just a co- social commentary on. On everyday life, and I would definitely also give this film about a nine. So again, I said yeah. it's one of my favorite films, but um, I love this one. Christian Bale's awesome in it
0: too. Yeah, so. he is, as he is in many things. Yes. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> all right, so I I've always I've always really liked this movie. I I've always. Um, I've always thought it's it's a very you know, it's a it's a very interesting take, but uh, it's it's a very interesting movie. But the thing that really interesting interests me is I think, you know, this is gonna be shocking coming from my lefty point of view, but I, I view this as like kind of like a statement against capitalism in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, because capitalism in a way led Patrick Bateman to feeling like he's a nobody, feeling like the earth just—you know—it's funny enough. What do they always say about communism? It's like, oh, you're gonna lose the individual. You'll lose the—you know—I mean, you'll mm-hmm. just be—you know. But in reality, fucking capitalism has has done that. Wait, quick question in regards yeah,
2: yeah. to that because I said, you know, the American condition is being invisible. Maybe perhaps. It's the economics, the capitalism that makes one invisible.
0: Right. And that's exactly, that's honestly how I how I feel about it, you know? And I, I feel like that's one of the things that I think we can all probably take from it, you know, is that capitalism in a way has like, it, just the constant, you know, what does he, what does he say? He says, I can, he's like, the only feelings I feel are greed and disgust, right? Greed, you know, getting ahead, like, you know, get like, you know, he went to Harvard, right? That's what he said. And, um, you know, the whole thing is like, so you would think on the surface, like, oh, this is a successful guy, but the life he's living is meaningless, right? He did all the, th- you know, uh, he did all the things he was supposed to do, but you know, it's just, didn't end up turning out the right way. I think I'm just quoting the Suicidal tendency song at this point. <laughs> well,
2: but, um, just to, one more quick thing, yeah. sorry to butt in on you again, but, um, in regards to disgust and materialism is every time he shows a bit of disgust is when someone like the prostitute right, touches watch yeah. or, you know, he's like, don't use that robe. You know, it's anytime someone he feels like is lower than him touches one of his right. and, prized and it, material And, and in a way,
0: one of the times he feels disgust is when that guy, Lewis, who he feels like is below him, uh, uh, like, you know, like when he had the body of Paul Allen in that bag, he's like, where? Did you get that overnight bag? Like, and then he's like kind of saying it as he's like walking away. He's like, John Paul Gautier. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I, I think, I think, you know, the, everything just being a brand, these restaurants, you know, the, the suits, the bags or whatever, you know, everything's just, it's just hollow and meaningless and materialism. Yeah. Materialism and materialism and capitalism is kind of just like, kind of destroyed a lot of people's individualities and you know i think that's i think that's 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 you know it's a pretty accurate statement on on the world honestly and um i i love it i think yeah christian fail christian fail christian bale (laughs) but yeah no christian bale uh tour de force tour de force man it's like it's care it's carried by his performance like you know um, I'm not knocking the director or anything but like the thing that sticks out to me in this this watching of it at least is that it really is carried by him like the people around him are you know acting well they're acting you know good but like Christian Bale like he like just with, honestly with he doesn't say like a whole ton like acting wise like he's just like it, a lot of it's done through like almost like third person narration right um and I don't know I just I just I the the feel of this movie is like super eerie I love how it's like set against like the super the super bougie class you know they're all like bougie the as hell the yuppie culture the yuppie culture you know the wall street world right <laughs> exactly you know and um yeah I I've always really been like yes this movie is great I was surprised that you hadn't seen it before Van like when we when we're going through like what what movies we wanted to watch for a review and um yeah this one is it's just it's always it's always worth a rewatch I've I've watched it so many goddamn times but it's it's honestly just it it really invokes a lot of feeling. For someone who doesn't feel, it invokes a lot of feeling in the viewer, you know, and uh, I definitely would probably give it about a 9.5 damn near perfect. I, th- I think this movie's perfect. I-, I really do. I think that the, um, you know, the cinematography, like Van said, is really good. You know, the, um, the way the story flows is great. The way, like, how scenes, cha- the sequencing of scenes, like how, you know, like he kills a girl with the chainsaw and then, like, it cuts to him and he's at the restaurant drawing on the, uh, you know, on the placemat. You know, it's like, it's like, it doesn't matter if it's real or not. Like, whether or not it's real, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that he's, He's it, it's the the facade is broken, you know. The mask has been lifted, you know. It's it's you know, it's too it's he's gone too far. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so great movie, honestly. Um, yeah, we're all Patrick Bateman, <laughs> we all are, and maybe we're all
2: Paul Allen, too.
0: No, I don't want to be Jared Leto, <laughs> I don't want to be Jared Leto. The no, but still. I just, We're all I,
2: Paul Allen. <laughs> We're all Patrick Bateman. All
0: right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. We're out. Peace.
1: Thank you for listening. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, of course, man. A pleasure.
0: A pleasure as always. A good day Join to us you, again. sir. Join us again. <laughs> Peace. Baby, do you know that that's where? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth?